Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, this is Romy Rain, and you are listening to the Toddcast Podcast. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. How you doing? I'm pretty good. You know, it's Father's Day, so I had a, just had a... I know. A, oh, sorry about that. Are you busy? No, not at all. Are you kidding me? No, I've got little kids, so they're already in bed. And um, But yeah, it was great. You know, it was a park day and uh, did some uh, climbing on the jungle gyms and stuff with them and watched a Spider-Man movie, had a barbecue and... Yeah, oh nice. yeah, it's that kind of day. I was yeah, yeah. a lot of barbecues. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, a laid back day. Um, of course, uh, Romy, everybody's going to know you from, you know, being an adult performer. Really, Be- adult stuff? What you've heard? Before we get to that, <laughs> the news got course, out. <laughs> I, I do want to get into that, but I do. I, I want to talk about uh, your podcast. You have a podcast as well called a mouthful podcast. I do a mouthful with Laura and Romy. And I, I didn't think that you could get a better name than the Toddcast podcast, <laughs> but I, but no, that's I think great. We, <laughs> that's branding. That's the smartest thing you can do. That's why we wanted our names in the title as well. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, f- it, it is all about the brand. And when you have a big brand like that, you have 3.2 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Insane. Uh, well, that's also after a long period of time too. Yeah. And and what's that like to navigate waters like that? Um, in terms of like Instagram, yeah, just like the comments and the trolls and the you know, there obviously there's gonna be a lot of positive stuff, but there must be a bunch of negative. And what's that like well, going through three million people? Well, I mean, I'd like to consider myself one of the smarter ones that like I actually have it set on my Instagram that I don't get messages unless I follow you back. So a lot of people don't realize it, but I, they go straight to another folder that I don't see, unfortunately. But then it also makes it really easy to be like, hey, guys, sorry, if you want to talk to me, that's when you join my premiums and da da da. Like, that's the only places to talk to me because same kind of reasoning. Like, I can't keep track of that many people. I can't actually answer messages like that. And it would be wasting my time and theirs. And yeah. So, I mean, I'm grateful. I love my fans. It's really the culmination of... Uh, I mean, I've been in adult entertainment in general for about like 13 years now. I started uh, nude modeling and exotic dancing at 19, but I didn't get into hardcore pornography until like 25, which is pretty late for a lot of people's standards. Uh, but so, and that was kind of when I started like my my main social medias as well. So, I mean, I've been doing it for even just on social media nearly a decade now. So when people are like, oh, come on, you she has like 3 million followers. Of course, she's getting attention. You, you don't know how hard it is. I'm like, it took me nearly a decade to get there. So I promise you just keep trugging along, like keep posting stuff and try to have like good content and people will follow you. People will come. Literally. 100%. It's, it is the content. Yeah. And, and also to the, your point about, you know, oh, you, you know, she has 3 million followers or whatever. Why is it, do you think that, that the porn industry, the adult industry is targeted with like a, like a proposition, what was it? Proposition 50 or 60? I can't remember what it was a couple years ago. 60, a couple years ago. I believe it was 60. Yeah. And then we've had a lot against us. So who knows? Right. And and, and then you also get, uh, you know, Instagram and and Twitter and, and those 
platforms will outright just kill your account. Yeah, they can. I mean, they no say reason. that they don't, but I'm definitely but shadow banned. Yeah. And so yeah. explain shadow ban because a lot of people uh, won't know what that means. Well, it's a controversial phrase because a lot of social media says that that's not a real thing. I believe that like Instagram and Twitter have actually said that like that that doesn't happen, even though they've also said that they can and do suppress certain accounts and hashtags and a lot of things. Uh, so we've had to get like, you know, more more intelligent when it comes to the way we post stuff. I mean, granted, at the same time, I, I do acknowledge as an adult entertainer that, you know, Instagram is not an adult platform. So you also have to be aware of like what you're posting. Cause I mean, I've seen some people get mad at getting deleted. I'm like, well, I, I can kind of see your butthole. So like you can't right. Like you're that. walking the line, but come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a fine line, but oh yeah, I mean, I've actually been unfairly deactivated a couple years ago and it's like I had to send uh, like Instagram, like uh, my articles of incorporation to prove that it was me and I wasn't actually breaking any rules at the time. I think it was because I literally linked to my fleshlight. So it links to like an outside like arguably adult site, but like it wasn't. So it was like this bit, it's a big mishmash of rules. Adult entertainers really always have to keep updated on like the TOS terms of service. Cause they're usually, even though we tend to be like, you were mentioned, like some of the most followed people were undeniably popular. Like how do you have millions of followers across social media platforms and people act like you don't exist and your time and energy and product doesn't matter. It does. We're popular for a reason. So we are arguably suppressed. I mean, I think, you know, other performers, even like Mia Khalifa, I heard, did an interview saying that even like she's been uh, very legitimately suppressed when it comes to uh, like just searching her. She's like, yeah, well, look right now. Try to just like find me. And you kind of, you can't, you have to either look via tags or you have to actually uh, Google search it like you have to like uh Romy rain instagram and then my official instagram will pop up but otherwise you're searching through a bunch of fakes and that's an issue too it's like how are these like a dozens of fake porn accounts some of which are posting actual graphic material mm. stealing from our fans like stealing i get so many stuff. messages about that yeah sorry go ahead. and um for that train of thought mm. Like they do say, oh, it's the the highest form of flattery, but it must be just <laughs> fucking annoying, especially when you're verified. Yeah, finally. so clearly yeah. that chick or that guy or whatever whoever that person is mm -hmm. taking my shit. Yeah. How can that account remain open? I, I mean, and there's like, someone just flat out stealing from people. I mean, there's been like funny cases. Remember, uh, Danny Daniels has had somebody try to sue her as Danny Daniels because he was tricked by fake accounts and sent money overseas. And it's like, I don't know what to tell you. And I just had to do another even post today being like, please don't follow fake accounts, follow verified profiles. I'm not talking to you off of a free account. I promise I'm that selfish that like, I'm only going right. to talk to you on my only fans nowadays. Again, it's all listen. about the brand, right? The brand I'll be on my brand. You have to try to control that as much as you can, especially nowadays. Cause you know, that's something else I'm sure we'll get into that. We finally have more control over our products and brands, but it is scary. I mean, I've been feature dancing and I had somebody come to one of my feature dancing gigs and say, Hey, I've been talking to you for months. Like you wanted me to come pick you up tonight. Like, I'm like, holy shit, like that kind of stuff is really scary. So totally. you do have to be careful and aware, unfortunately. And if you were to bring that to like the cops or something, or, or <laughs> if we were to ever get to that point where we're like, well, fuck, dude, that's like beyond stalking. That's just scary shit. Girls have had to uh, do that. Yeah. 
would would you even be taken seriously? I mean, half the time you're not. I mean, if, like, I'm sure, like, no horror story about, like, the criminal justice system or the police nowadays would really surprise anybody. But no, I mean, uh, as sex workers especially, like, it is so hard to get taken seriously. I mean, there's still, I've talked to uh, one entertainer who actually did uh, pursue a court case for a different thing, and she said, even my lawyer couldn't, like, could hard, had a hard time understanding, uh, like, a, a sex worker saying that, you know, she felt assaulted or stalked or raped. Like, it very much depends on who you get and talk to. Sometimes it's a matter of luck if you get, like, taken seriously. Um, but, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had, like, uh, too many scary, scary experiences like that with, like, strangers. But, like, it, it's happened to people, and you do need to be aware. Yeah, I bet that's scary, for sure. And yeah, especially, like you said, when people are trying to, like, fuck with you, and, like, not, and they're pissing people off, too. So, like, there are angry fans that, like, are being stolen from and lied to. So, they're, like, second and third hand pissed off at, like, me. You're like, and dude, I like, have nothing to fucking do with that page. Like, I don't want them around asking you for money either. Like... Yeah, that's my money they're stealing too. You should yeah, be giving like, dude, that to me. Dude, you meant for that to get to me, not this fucking guy, Larry, in his mom's basement. Like, anyway. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and like, then I also, too. <laughs> and, and then there's also, um, you know, that you, kind, you guys kind of get handcuffed in that, um, you know, you have to have licenses for all adult performers with the AB69 or 68 or whatever. AB5. AB5. AB69. I like you. You're funny. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, it's like, where does it end? Give me a yeah. break. Well, and it's it's always so tricky. There are tricky laws as well that are very hard to explain because even AB5 was a hard one for us in the industry because it can be can looked at as good or bad, but AB5 made it so that like companies and directors would have to do extra paperwork and almost have to regard uh, us as employees, even if we didn't want to be. Uh, so in some ways it could be looked at because we always have the argument of like, well, why don't you unionize? But then we're independent contractors. So it's a really hard mishmash of the two. It's that really hard to have both. Hard to pull off a union. That would be hard. Very, especially in an unregulated industry like adult entertainment where everybody gets paid something a little different, where the rules are not really rules, where we're all just kind of like it's a, it's a buddy and trust system to an extent. I mean, we have a whole testing facility and an online database where we can track our tests and see who, who's valid and who's tested. But at the same time, like, you know, porn is a little bit of the Wild West at the end of the day. Right. And how old were you when you, when you saw your first, uh, like Playboy or Penthouse or a magazine? Ooh, I don't know, actually, you know, honestly, probably pretty young because, you know, uh, when I was younger, I feel like I'm, we're the last gener, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 32. I don't care. Um, but we're kind of uh, like one of the last 45. I got you by 10. Adult. I got you by over 12, 12, 15, 13. <laughs> love that but like see but you understand this totally like we were some of like the last generations to actually have childhoods without technology and social media like when i was like i was totally. trying to use dial up at like 10 and that was like aol chat rooms which i shouldn't have been on anyway but you know <laughs> but like it's a whole different world now so back in the day like it mostly was magazines and like i remember scrambled porn like i remember watching scrambled that's right porn. and every once in a while it would like flash on for like 0.17 seconds you'd be like Look, i think i just saw them screwing yeah, I think I saw a dick. I heard like a I loud moan. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. It's I remember funny. Cinemax. Like on a, it was like Super Channel or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. 
yeah. with the black boxes too because i'm from yeah. massachusetts so like everybody would just like yeah. do the black boxing which was kind of stealing but whatever it was way back then so it doesn't count or skinamax i remember back in the day when like cinemax and showtime like they actually showed kind of adult movies but it wasn't you didn't see the penetration but you saw pretty much everything but right I loved that. I, even as when I was younger, because it seemed like, you know, it was sexy and fun. It's like, you know, girls with big tits bouncing around just doing softcore. <laughs> right. And you kind of, you know, you got your minds left to fill in the blanks that you now, of course, see full on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, kind of young because Playboys when and like Maxim and FHM, like those were like still really big when I was a kid. Penthouse, obviously Hustler. Right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty young to be honest because yeah, I kind of grew up a little bit around, uh, some dancers and burlesque and adult entertainment. So I actually did kind of grow up knowing some people in some of those magazines. Actually. Mm. And what did you want to do in high school? Mm, I didn't, I don't know. You know, I thought about a lot of random shit. I thought about, you know, marine biology, um, I thought about joining the army. I swear, I've said this in another interview, so I swear I'm not mm. lying. Um, I was like, I don't know, I'll see what happened. I thought about just traveling. Um, but I'm the, one of the first people really in my entire family to move out of Massachusetts. And I did it at 18 by myself. I moved three months after 18 to Los Angeles from Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, I went to explore the world, see what's like happening out there. I don't know. And everybody in my family, like, shout out, like, hey, I know it's Father's Day. But everybody in my family had kids really young. I was like, I, you know, I actually don't have any kids. Like, no problem. Right. For me, that's good. Um, but like, so it was like, for me, it was a very different life than I've seen kind of growing up. Like I knew a lot of families, a lot of kids, you know, the city kind of cold. I'm like, I wanted, you know, big space, freedom, sunshine, and just fun. I want to see kind of what I could get into really. Yeah. And so what's the music in your house as a kid when you're growing up? Oh, rock. Uh, yeah, I grew up total, total rock kid. Uh, like, uh, I was born in 88. So it was like, there was always like Guns N' Roses. And like, you know, I grew up with Nine Inch Nails and Deftones. Ironically, like, those are some of the things that I used to dance to when I started stripping at 19. Like, those are my main kind of uh, go-tos were like the Nine Inch Nails and the Deftones. Like, kind of like, you know, sexy late 90s, early 2000s rock, to be honest. So, so your parents are hella cool or what? I mean, I guess. Like, you know, by they must be if they're fucking rocking that. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, well, there was a, a video of me when I was, like, young, like, just kind of, you know, I don't like talking about being too young. But, like, yeah, I was just eating, like, Cheerios and, like, dancing along to literally, like, Guns N' Roses playing in the background. But, yeah, but yeah I mean, that was cool, you know? Massachusetts, like, South Boston, like, people were, like, a little rough and tumble. They had a good time. But, yeah. In some ways, maybe I wasn't raised with so many, like, entertainment boundaries. Like, I remember... Like, I loved movies. Even as a kid, I probably watched Basic Instinct like a little too young. I was like, oh, this is really cool. But right. maybe I got desensitized. But you were just allowed to watch those styles of movies more so than today. Like everything's so fucking scrutinized. Yeah. And there's not really as many movies like that nowadays. I remember like, you know, fucking Sliver and Basic Instinct came out like the same year and they were basically like pseudo porn <laughs> it was great yeah pretty much i mean you know very sexy very erotic like i would talk about this too i remember i think i mentioned this on my own podcast like how rare is it to see an authentic sex scene in hollywood nowadays like you can get like most actresses to like take off their bra during a scene it's my biggest pet peeve when there's a sex scene in a hollywood movie and the girl keeps her bra on the entire time right because that would happen in real life Never. I mean, break. rarely. If a girl She's keeps her the shirt wall on, within five like, seconds and like clothes are gone. Well, as a man, isn't that one of the first things you do? Like, hundred percent. 
you're not going to want to see some tits if you're fucking her? Like, I don't get it. Probably, yeah. Probably. Probably. If you can. If she's like, no, no, no. That's, that's too close. <laughs> it's too personal. And what have you been watching during uh, this whole COVID uh, isolation? Everything, <laughs> kind yeah, of. Right. Like, we all, you know, all the series that I can. Uh, I mean, I love, like, the Mindhunter kind of energy. Of course, I watch Tiger King. I love, like, the serial killer stuff just because it's, like, it's interesting to me. Did she, did she kill her husband? Carol Baskin? Uh, probably. probably. But you know what? She, she sounds like a smart, smart lady. <laughs> well, didn't she, didn't she like take over that yep. other? Yeah. Joe Exotic? She got Joe Exotic's like, like his whole like zoo damn. because he tried to steal her brand logo and you can't fuck with people's brands. And Carol brand. Like, what? Okay. Brand. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's power though. I mean, so. I don't know. Carol Baskin seems like somebody that I don't want to mess with. That's mm -hmm. what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'll just have my producers edit that out so we don't get killed. <laughs> I mean, hey, no, I'm, I'm a, it's all right. I'm not against any of you. Good, good for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Are, are you a fan of all the superhero movies and stuff that, that are made? Like X-Men, Avengers, Deadpool? All Pretty that? much all of them. Um, yeah. I wasn't a fan of like kind of the later gen X-Men. The earlier gen X-Men were better when it was like Halle Berry as Storm. Um, even though I love like James McAvoy hot. and all that, oh gosh, she's so hot. She's I mean, hot. especially like, oh my God. And she was another one that like, wasn't afraid in like the early 2000s kind of vibe. She showed her boobs. I remember Swordfish. Totally. Like she was, it was just the, it was the power couple. Cause she was with uh, David Justice and that was like, fucking oh, yeah. what? Like, and then she did Monsters Ball and got naked again. Like with Billy Bob Thornton of all people. Yes, I even liked Catwoman. She looked good. I'm a very visual person. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> definitely hot. She's got to be one of the hottest actresses for sure. Yeah, especially long term and just like mm -hmm, yeah, here for it. Yeah, I was doing this earlier. Actually, I was doing a live show and I ended up going on like a 10 minute rant on like Megan Fox. Like she didn't deserve to be like blacklisted the way that she was. It, technically, if you watch Transformers, that's Michaela's movie. Michaela's the only one who knew anything about cars, and she had a backstory. Like they did her dirty. They even kept the script for the episode, the fucking the third one, where they replaced her with Rosie Huntington Whitley. But they kept like the script the same, so it made no sense for that character, and just revealed Sam to be a complete misogynist. But that's just me. Jennifer's body is underrated. Boom. But you're not going to find anybody over here complaining. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> Rambler. <laughs> how, long, how long have you had your podcast for? Talk to us a, a little bit about that for people that, that haven't heard a mouthful podcast. Um, well, we started a, a mouthful with Laura and Romy uh, a, a while back, like almost about like nine-ish months ago, we started talking about it. Well, I thought that, about It's been that long. Oh, A bit. Well, it's, it's only been out for about six. We've had okay. two seasons. Um, but yeah, we started talking about it for a bit, but it's only been out like just for this amount of time. Um, yeah, we debuted actually in February. Um, okay. but yeah, yeah, I really wanted to do something where I really could speak candidly and honestly about like myself and the industry. And I have my own YouTube channel. I thought about doing something like that for that, but, uh, Laura Desiree of Naked News, who's also an affiliate of Cam4, which I am in brand ambassador. So everything kind of like tied in together. It became like this perfect storm. Yep. Um, they there's were really, branding again. Huh? Sorry. So there's that branding again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I became a brand ambassador for Cam 4 because I actually started as a cam girl even before porn. So kind of been all over the place in adult entertainment. I'm a big fan of like social media and technology and podcasts. Like I think all of these things are the future and it's like a way totally. that, right? It's a way that like so many people have been able to like build themselves up without like depending on agents in any way without having the claw to the top bag like you could actually show if you have like any kind of talent or energy that people might want to see that's amazing like it's i don't know i credit social media for saving lives to be honest and careers a hundred percent hundred percent i mean I, I did the afternoon show here in vancouver at the rock station for mm -hmm. 12 years from uh, 2002 to 2014 Prior to that, I did their morning show. I did their evening show. I was there for 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, and when I got shown the door, all of my friends were like, you know, fuck radio. Dude, like, you know, how many, how many shows have you hosted here? Mm -hmm. You've emceed at Rogers Arena, Metallica, and Alice in Chains, and like, people know you. Yeah. Y use who you are. Start a brand. You'll mm -hmm. have to, of course, make the switch of Todd Hancock from Seafox to mm -hmm. Todd Hancock of the Toddcast, but dude, it, it, all you gotta do is, like you said, make the, the, the content and people will follow. Yeah, just keep hustling, and, keep grinding. Totally, and I'm into my sixth year now. Because of this podcast, I was asked to be an instructor at the post-secondary radio school, uh, BCIT, here in town. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what my, my point is, but... Uh, no, no. I know, but I get what you're saying. Like, and I'm a big believer in one thing leads to another too. Totally. Like, you know, if you have ideas and you know, you can learn something from like some job or something, you should like, yeah. you, you can get out of an opportunity and like continue to grow. Um, yeah. Kind of the same thing. Like I hosted like several award shows. I hosted the AVN awards a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was always, you know, pretty comfortable like speaking and I almost feel more comfortable on stage or presenting than I do kind of like in an audience. I'm kind of like an also kind of an, Sounds weird to say, but a little bit of an introvert homebody. Mm. But like, you know, if I'm, you know, in control of my situation and I can be home and I know what I'm doing and I'm prepared, like, I love it. I'm a performer, but then I like to be in my own little world. So that's yeah. kind of another thing with the podcast too. I really wanted to have like a place where I wouldn't be censored because kind of until recently, there has been like a big performer content porn revolution really in my industry where it's finally... Uh, adult entertainers, especially women, have been able to control their own content and their brands and all that so much more and be able to grow and evolve and make some real money and uh, show that they really have some value. Because for the longest time, the biggest lie I was ever told in my entire career is that my content wasn't worth anything. That like I, as a person, wasn't that much value. It, like, it was me having to be attached to a company or me doing something for this person. I remember like a, a popular male performer early in my career uh, when I said I you know, turned down like a few gigs, like, well, you shouldn't really turn anything down. Why would you turn down work? Just take all the work you can and just fucking do it. And I was like, well, I'm like, well, that's not really what I want to do. It's like, oh, well, you just don't want to work. You want to be Romy Rain. And I'm like, yeah, why shouldn't I? You should want to be like, I do want to be Romy Rain. I want to be known as like, this wasn't a waste of time. Like the whole argument of like, oh, well, you're in porn. People are going to remember it forever. No matter what you do, you're going to be scrutinized. You're going to be looked down upon. I'm like, you know what? fine. I'm going to take that mentality and be like, look, if I did porn, at least I can say I was fucking really good at it. I won awards. I was on covers. I hosted shows. You know who the fuck I am. So, I mean, so that was always my, my big drive. It's like, whatever you do, do it well. Big believer in that. hundred percent. Yeah. If you're going to do something and make the effort, fucking make it good. 
Yeah. Totally you can agree. Be a garbage man. Be the best fucking garbage man you can. Totally. Be, be the garbage man that they want to give a flat of beer at the end of the year for the Christmas. Hey, man, thanks for everything you do. This, you know, fucking good to see you, buddy. Take yeah. care. You know, be that person. Going to get a promotion or a raise. It's going to be that motherfucker. You I hundred. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I have some questions. Please. That I would love to uh, get outside of what you're known for. Love that. Do you smoke weed? Yes. A lot. What do you What do you think of uh, the legalized marijuana? And and do you think it's going to go across? Because it is across Canada. Yes. Yeah. I was in anyway. Toronto. It was so much fun. They're so nice there. It's so good, right? Yeah. Do you think that'll happen in the states? I mean, well, you're going like state by state, but like, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be like federally regulated? Yes. Yes, I, I do. I think it's it's medicinal. At the very least, it should be medicinally legal in every state. I know. I mean, I've dated men who have broken their backs and like instead of like zonking out like a zombie on all these fucking hydrocodones, like they take some CBD THC, they smoke a little weed. Like it's amazing how much better it is for you than like narcotics and all these drugs. Like that's the real war on drugs is, is the prescription system where they just like dole it out like candy and I remember growing up like that again like different times like everybody was on something like I remember like you know my grandparents had like a, a top drawer full of shit that I didn't understand and I just I'm kind of against it unless you really really need like you know antibiotics or something prescription or something really necessary but for pain management and stress relief and insomnia and anxiety like Yes. I mean, THC, CBD, it, it is fantastic. Like that's something else corny, but it's also not necessarily even save lives. It made so many lives so much easier, so much more tolerable. It's gotten people out of bed. Like I know grown men who would like be in tears from some pain and now they can like do a little bit more. And it's really, really important. It's not, it's not fucking, I don't consider it a drug personally. And, you know, I, it's the only thing that I personally do as like any kind of like drug or bullshit. And, but I, 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 I'm so grateful for it. I'm I'm never going to not use it if I can. Right. I'll take what she's having doctor. Yeah, honestly, it's fabulous. Like, I mean, you know, and again, it's, there's all different things too. Like people need to understand like what works and then what doesn't. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, weed makes me anxious or weed just makes me want to eat. And it's like, well, you might not be, you know, eating or smoking or whatever the right stuff. And there's so many different kinds of uh, like cannabis and THC and CBD. And you just, you need to talk to like educated people who can help you because it's very, very likely that something will be able to help you if you know what you're talking about or just buy a dime bag on the street, you know? Right, yeah. Be, be a little educated with what you're getting. You know, they, there's like the, the indica and there's the sativa and certain ones will like melt you into the couch and others will maybe, you know, get you out and about and doing some exercises or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And also like think about the CBD and the use that it has in mixed martial arts fights. Oh yeah. Right. Like, like you're saying, you know, people are taking that for pain relief and stuff, but like these guys are getting the crap kicked out of them in the UFC and Bellator and all that. Oh yeah. And and they're using that to recoup their bodies quicker. Like what's that say? It, I mean, it says that we've had like so many better options, but some other people were profiting more off of other things. And yeah, I'm very much for it. Again, like, it's a comparison of other things you could do. Like, but what do you do for pain management besides like fucking narcotics liquor? You're going to like, you know, I know people would like drink a bunch of booze to pass right. out at night. Like, is that, that's not better. That's not any better. 
Not anybody. I mean, I'm much more pro weed than alcohol. I don't really drink that much by comparison. Yeah, I'm the same. Like when I do go drinking, if I'm going out, I'm probably going to get pretty fucked up. But I don't go home and like, you know, rip through a six pack a night or do you know what I mean? Like I'll have yeah. and plus know, today I had a couple beers. I was to get fucked up and then you're a right. cheap. <laughs> I like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if I'm going out, I'm definitely binging. But otherwise, I don't really drink too much around the house. Yeah. But That's but I'm smoking daily. Yeah, no, me too. I have no, I'm a, I consider myself a very, very high functioning stoner. A lot of my fans <laughs> even don't know yes. how much I honestly smoke. Like, but right. like, cause I don't make it a big deal. You know, I'm not like one of those girls always posting like, you know, bong, bong, bong ripping videos, yeah. but like anytime I can, I show support. We actually of uh, my podcast, a mouthful. We actually had a whole 420 special. We got to film at, um, the Lowell cafe now called the cannabis cannabis cafe in Los Angeles. Okay. They let us like smoke and eat and film in there. It was awesome. So that's pretty awesome. Hey, to get yeah, like, so there are a few to places have that some kind of support. Home. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Let, you know, let's do, let's do a few F killer Marys. Oh, fun. Okay. Chris Hemsworth, of course, yeah. Thor, Thor. Uh, Dave Chappelle, pop singer, Jason Derulo. I think I'd marry Chappelle. Uh, Cause he's also like, he seems like a good husband too. I think he's been with his wife like this whole time. Right. Time. And like one of the funniest guys to walk the planet. No, I mean, that's the side note. Like, like who do you want to be married forever? Like, you right. know, first he's going to actually stay married to me and not be a dick. And he's going to make me laugh forever. Like that's who you marry too. You marry like, of course, like, you know, attract, you know, who you're attracted to, but like funny personality, like who do you want to literally grow old with? So Right. Yeah, funny is everything. And they do and say like the what is it the the four or five people that are most in your life, you kind of become like them. Oh and, yeah. And in turn, they also become kind of like you. I, I like it, that. Absorbing. I guess it kind of makes sense though, right? Like if you're only hanging around with four or five people. Yeah. No. Eventually, I you know, their their personality is going to rub off on you, right? Yeah. Well, it's like if, you know, you hang out in like certain areas, you're going to start like picking up their slang. Like when I go back to Boston, I definitely am like, oh my God, how you doing? Let's go get right. some donuts. Go upstairs. Where's my clickama? You know? Like, right. Chappelle gets married. Who are you killing? Oh, okay. Uh, Chappelle, definitely marry. Uh, I don't know much. You know, I, I know a few Jason Derulo songs, but I know it mostly because he goes, Jason Derulo. Mm. <laughs> the most you gotta, I honestly you gotta shout yourself out, right? It's branding, right? Well, <laughs> it's back to that oh branding. We're God. learning something here, kids. Branding. That is the theme of this show. Um, gosh, you know what? I am much more attracted to Chris Evans than Chris Hemsworth, which is kind of like weird to some ladies. Um, Chris Evans. Oh, the the dude Captain that plays America. Captain America. Yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I, I, also, he like, it's really, also maybe he's from Boston and he's done some comedies where I found him funny. So, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it would be a toss up. It would be a toss up. Uh, so maybe fuck Chris Hemsworth. Just to say I did. I feel like that would impress some people. Right. Um, I, I'm sure there's a hammer joke in there somewhere, but I'm just going yeah. to leave it off to the side over here right now. See if I'm strong enough to wield his hammer. <laughs> And then I think I'd kill Jason by default. But I mean, he could sing to me like while we make love, like you know. While you're while you're killing him. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm fucking Chris Hemsworth. He can serenade us. He can be involved. <laughs> just <laughs> off to the why? side. What? Just off to the I side. I like all these rules. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift. Okay. 
Pink. Okay. Madonna. Oh, that's hard. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have one more too for you. Okay, wait. So Taylor Swift, Pink, Madonna. Yeah. They have Kill Mary. Fuck Kill Mary. All right. Uh, I don't dislike Taylor Swift, but I'd probably kill Taylor Swift, marry Pink. Uh, no, fuck Pink and marry Madonna. Because almost the same kind of idea, like Madonna, long term, you know. Freaking icon, like. Yeah. Coming home to Madonna. You know, I mean, that's, I guess that's good bragging rights. And, you know, you got to think the long game. And, well, and Pink, also just because you know that she's great in bed. I'm almost certain. So yeah. it's like, I feel like I should want to fuck her. Yeah. That's right? a great answer. Right? She seems like a little aggressive and tough. And she does like those like silk dances and she's flexible. Like, I think she'd go for it. So I think she'd be a fun fuck. So if I had to, you know. Just if you had to. Yeah, I mean, if you like, knock right. on my door. And you're going to be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you with this one? Oh, God. Older guys. Okay. Gene Simmons of Kiss. What? Tommy Chong. Bill Gates. I feel like, I think I know who Tommy Chong is, but please tell me again. T- Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, I mean, he would be funny to marry, too, just because we'd right? be smoking weed and laughing forever. Totally. <laughs> um, okay. I thought, honestly, at first, when you were, you were going to give me categories, I thought you were going to say, like, older men, younger men, or, yeah, I, yeah, or yeah. something weird like that. I was like, oh, God, what is he doing? What is he going with? Here we with go. This? Um, who knows? Um, it is Father's Day. I did make a post earlier, uh, like, you know, a thank you to all the daddies who are paying my mortgage. <laughs> nice. You know, I appreciate all y'all. Thank you. Um, but okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Chong. Cause like, that sounds fun. Um, okay. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Well, and then he has the tongue. So people would think that he would probably be the good one to fuck. Right. Cause the tongue. Right. Um, and then wait, who's the last one? And Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Ooh, wait, Bill Gates is rich. He's a rich bitch. <laughs> he has a rich, 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 rich though. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like you couldn't fucking spend that guy's money, even if you're being a complete idiot with his money. Like you <gasps> could buy anything. Yeah, see, that's when you want to be his wife so you can try, you know? Like I'd love to try to see right. how much I could spend. Ooh. Right. Yeah, probably. Damn, that that's hard because, you know, probably any other person I would like go with the funny guy with the weed, but like Bill Gates. I don't know. I feel like that's why I put him in there. (laughs) You know, then it's like, ah, shit. Cause then he's the one, like I'd be smoking with or Chong, like being like, man, I let that one get away. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like it's fucking Bill Gates. Yeah. Okay. That's a a good one though. I like the ones that are like, you almost really have to think about it. Like, Oh, it's a better scenario. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right, Romy, I want to respect your time. I'll ask you two more questions and I'll, uh, I'll let you get going here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had a near death experience? Ooh, and oh not God. where you're like, you know, floating over your body and shit. More like, holy fuck, I could have died there. Ooh, um, I mean, thank God, nothing like too extreme like that. Like, I know of people that have had those borderline, like, ooh, kind oh, totally, of moments. tons that's of people funny. have. That's tons. terrifying. Totally. I mean, and but the funny thing is, like, I was talking to somebody about that a while back, and uh, talking about like almost last words as morbid as that sounds. I feel like I would be one of those people that, like, you know, if you're driving, you're about to hit something. My last thought would be fuck, it really would be an exclamation. And I've heard that that's like the last word or thought of a lot of people in situations. Sure. You just <laughs> see it coming too because like in really messed up situations, a lot of the time 
the time will just slow right down. You know, yep, you have a really bad so car bad. accident or something or, <gasps> you know, messed mm -hmm. up. Like you can see that shit's going sideways. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're like, oh, shit. You know, I really, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, luckily nothing so much like that. I mean, I've been like very minor, uh, accidents. Uh, luckily I've never been seriously injured. Um, I did have to sign a death waiver in porn once because they like wanted us to like fuck on mountains and then like be in like water that you couldn't see the bottom. I wouldn't do that again. That was like my like fucking second year in. Don't ever sign death waivers, kids. Like um, what? Yeah, just in case something happened to me, like my family can't get mad. <laughs> like, no, they should, they should be pretty mad that um but okay. yeah right. little things like yeah i've been in a couple harnesses in porn where i'm pretty sure they weren't regulated uh, like little little moments like that but luckily you know i've been on like you know hiking the side of cliffs and like oh if almost, yeah. almost like little things like that but luckily i can't say that i've ever had an actual near-death experience thankfully right. like nothing that's nothing that's screaming at you yeah because yeah. you'd know you wouldn't have to think you'd be like oh dude fuck this happened yeah, no, completely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really don't think so. Unfor like, <laughs> not yeah. unfortunately. No. Fortunately, I haven't had too much. I mean, I've been in planes where like it's shaking a bit, but I mean, like I know other people who have been in planes where it literally drops 30,000 feet. Yeah. I would die. I would already like, die. Like shittingyourpants.com. No, fuck that. Shittingyourpants.org. It's big enough yeah. that it's an organization. Like Backslash. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. I and, uh, and honestly, I wouldn't fly again if I had a situation oh, like that. fuck that. I wouldn't either. <laughs> No, I don't fly very much as it is, but you get, get me in a plane like that and I, and I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, I probably wouldn't get back in another one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. um, I'll stick to the flying uh, with, the, with the UFOs and stuff. They, you know, during COVID, of course, they, the government announced that, yeah, we do have the videos and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And it kind of went under the radar. <laughs> do you think that aliens have visited? Do you think yeah. they live among us? I, I mean, I definitely believe in... Uh, other beings, other worlds. I think it's very stuck up of humanity to think that we're the only ones possible in the, the universe, all the different universes right. and all that. Um, I don't know if they look like us, but I believe that there's some things out there for sure. And didn't they kind of confirm that there was like UFOs and aliens a long time ago, but people kind of just didn't really want to register that? I think so, yeah. And I think that they were like, you know, also kind of trying to half-ass cover it up in that like, oh, if we let them know, it's just going to cause mass hysteria. People are going to go out of their minds and shit. It's like, probably not. Yeah, I mean, people were, I mean, I think it was worse when it was like people didn't have any idea what was going on. And then there were just these random sightings or these random interactions that some people had. Um, but it was pretty funny. Like, yeah, yeah, I, you, unidentified flying objects. They totally exist. And we're like, yeah, we know. We've been seeing. Like, duh. <laughs> I Fucking. mean, personally, have you ever had any experiences? Um, no, not me, not personally, but I do believe, I, I believe that, uh, you know, how could you not believe when you see those UFOs and they're going like Mach 6 million making right hand degree turn, like 90 degree turns. Like we don't have that technology. So, you know, just cause I didn't personally see it and it's somebody's video and yeah, sure. You can doctor videos up mm -hmm. like random Dave Smith doesn't know how to doctor up a video to that point. No, it's true. I mean, I haven't seen anything personally either, but like, I don't, I don't understand how it could possibly not be true. And I believe that some people have definitely seen some things. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, I think there's shit out there. I think the government definitely knows more than we know. I think if we've had interaction, they definitely know. And I, I almost feel like we have, you know, I feel like they've been attempting to do so. But I also agree, who said this? Not Bill Gates, the other really, the really, really smart guy who knows, who talks about this. Bill Gates, your boyfriend? No, shut up. Um, Who's the other one? Stop. You know what I'm talking about? With the Stephen Hawking? Yes. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking said that um, uh, if aliens are out there or like certain things are out there and we're signaling at them, we probably don't want to do that because if they're anything even halfway like us and they're more intelligent and they're more capable and they're more stronger, you don't think they're kind of down here and say like, what the fuck are you guys doing and colonize the shit out of us? It's happening. <laughs> yeah, you think that's already happening? It's happening right uh, now. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, I agree with that thought process too of like, should we really be begging for smarter life forms to come over here? Like, I don't know if that's a good idea, you guys. I mean, should be egging them on. <laughs> totally poke, poke. Yeah, it's like, we're yeah. not as scared. You want to see what you can do. But like, we don't have the capabilities of going anywhere else. But the fact of they have the capabilities of getting to us, that means they're already worlds more advanced and we should be scared. So... Right. And then you talk to a lot of people and they go like, well, how did they make the pyramids and how did they get the, you know, certain degree angles and shit, all the stuff that like probably even present day with our equipment we have and the yeah. technology and the minds of today. Yeah. Probably and the still so couldn't. Many religions are the same or like the backstories of the religions. It's like so many things come from like a sun God and something coming down and giving gifts. And yeah. So do you think that aliens came down and like gave like humans the technology to be able to do stuff? I think that aliens are the missing part of the, you know, the 98% chimp ape and all that. Ah, and there's ah, like the, ah. the, the missing link. Mm. It's fucking aliens. You just gave us a little sprinkle it, on top. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, I mean, that's the link. Uh, maybe not. I don't I know. Mean, I did smoke I, a joint right before that. talking to you. So I no, I, no, I love that. Hey, but all day. Um, but like, that's true though. <laughs> nobody, nobody can really say otherwise. That's kind of the point too. Just like any religion, like everything is just like a suspension of belief at some point. So you're as right as anything else anybody believes is unless it's proven. So that's how I feel too. <laughs> We'll see. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, unless I'll they can it. prove you wrong, and I don't really think they can. That's Nobody usually can everybody's anything. big argument. Nobody can prove anything right or wrong at this point. Exactly. Like, That's why everybody Like Scientology? That. Really? Fucking really? I Just mean, gonna... it sounds like a great tax break. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Romy, <laughs> you are at Romy underscore Rain on Twitter. Yes. Thank you for following. Thank you again for... Um, replying and, and jumping on with us tonight for sure sorry for like chatting so much i feel like see that that's what i'm kind of known for too i'm big old chit chatter yeah, talk all night i should do a same. podcast <laughs> yeah well no doubt good idea to start one up um simply your name romy rain on instagram yes awesome romy have so a great night podcast podcast that's really cool and congratulations to you it's always very exciting to see people really build themselves like for themselves like it's a new world Oh, totally. It's like you said uh, a while back, it's a, <coughs> it's the wild west, baby. It is. And it's like, it's a content creator's world now. It's like the revolution, like social media world. If you can harness social media, like you have a career now. We even said that you don't even need a resume anymore if you have social media. 100%. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast.
Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.